Hello, my friend, and welcome back to episode five of Get More Clients. Today, we're going to dive into one of the most valuable activities you could be engaging in as a freelancer, a consultant, or an independent business owner, Dream 20 Outreach. Now, uh, uh, in this episode, we're going to cover contacting qualified people, prospects that you don't yet know, and engaging in a conversation, relationship building activities with them to move them from being somebody that has never heard of you before to somebody who is saying, whoa, hey, this is interesting. I wonder how they could help my company or my business grow. Today on Get More Clients. So before we dive into the meat of the episode, I want to talk a little about two definitions that we'll be referencing repeatedly during the episode, just so we have a shared vocabulary as we move forward. The first is dream prospects. Now, I'll use dream prospects or dream 20 and similar phrases interchangeably. The root of it is a dream prospect or your dream 20 outreaches, outreach to people or companies who are similar to the best clients you're currently working with, but are people you are not currently working with. So the phrase dream 20 outreach originates from Chet Holmes' Ultimate Sales Machine, a wonderful book that I highly, highly recommend. And in it, Chet talks about the value of having a list of prospects that you've identified in your industry that you are managing an outreach campaign to, engaging in conversations with them, building relationships with them with the goal of converting them into a client down the line. Now, not everybody will convert, but some people will. And the importance is identifying these people, your dream 20, the people you want to build a connection with. And the one modifier I want to add on to Chet's definition is, have it be people who are similar to the best clients you're currently working with. It's, I've seen it be very, very easy in the past when I share the definition and the concept of dream 20 outreach with a student or a client for them to pick the 20 largest companies in their industry and say, we're going after those people. And well, sometimes it works, but it takes a lot and a lot of effort and the time between we've started our outreach campaign to we have gotten a response or we have closed can be much longer than you want instead what i recommend is look at your current client list of clients you've worked with recently ask yourself who are the best of these clients who did i enjoy working with the most who would i enjoy working with again then draw up a list of 20 companies similar to those best clients, people who are within one or two levels of the clients you've worked with already, not jumping up to from lightweight to heavyweight, but rather staying around the same weight class, if you will, in terms of the clients you're working with. So you aren't chasing too large of a client. You aren't going from clients who average six figures a year to clients who average nine figures a year. You're saying, hey, you know what? Most of my clients, they earn a quarter million a year. I'm going to go after clients that earn between a quarter million and a half million a year. So you're stepping up the quality of your prospects by a little bit, but not too much. They're still very similar to the best clients you're currently working with. So that's a definition for dream prospect and a dream 20 outreach. The second definition I want to share with you is a value-added follow-up. And this is a concept I think is incredibly important when you're running any type of outreach campaign or any type of campaign to begin a conversation with somebody that doesn't know you yet or doesn't know you deeply yet. Now, value-added follow-up is Follow-up emails that add more information, knowledge, or value to the conversation rather than simply saying, hey, did you get that email I sent you? It's too easy for us to send an email that simply says, did you get that last email I sent you? What adds more value to the conversation is by adding a different, adding additional information to those emails. So instead of simply saying, hey, did you get that email I sent you? We could follow up and say, hey, by the way, 
Hope you're having a great day. Uh, it was sunny over here in Oregon. Here's an article I found that talks about the problem that you might be experiencing and how it's very important for companies to tackle this early on or else it could end up costing tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, just following up, uh, is this still something you're looking for help with? Or, hey, here's a recent podcast episode I was interviewed on. Or here's a recent talk I gave it at a conference. Or here's a sample chapter from my book. So we're following up. We're being persistent and polite in our follow-up, sending an additional email every four to seven days, making sure that we're demonstrating that this conversation is high value and relevant to us. But in each instance of follow-up, we're adding more value to the conversation. We're including more value in our follow-up emails. So it's not simply just, did you get that email I sent you? But instead it's, hey, here's some more value. Here's some more social proof. Here's me helping you more as the recipient of these emails. And from there, demonstrating more value to you. So let's dive into what Dream20 Outreach is. So at the core of it, Dream20 Outreach is contacting 20 qualified people you've identified every month. And why do we want to do this? Well, I started looking at increasing the number of clients I work with. And I said, well, what's the major factor I have the most control over that precedes working with a new client? And so I started with the client and I moved back a step and I said, well, it's sending a proposal or sending a quote. Well, I, I, I could optimize that a bit, but I really don't have that much leverage there. And I went back a step and I said, well, what about those initial meetings? And I realized that there's a correlation between the number of meetings and the number of conversations I have with highly qualified people who I'd like to work with and the number of prospects I engage with and the number of projects I engage with and the number of clients my company receives. So by maximizing the number of conversations and meetings I have with qualified people, my dream 20 in a sense, I increase the chances of me closing these dream 20 or some of these dream 20 into being clients. It's really a proactive, small scope, very, very finely identified form of outreach where we're saying, hey, these are the 20 people I want to contact. These are 20 people I want to build a relationship with. I've identified them. Now let me go about building a relationship with them. So this naturally leads us to the question of, well, how do we find these people? The first activity I recommend is reviewing your past client list. Identify the type of clients, the people or companies who you enjoyed working with the most. What industries are they in? What criteria do they match up with in terms of billings or revenue or company size or niche or outcomes they were looking for or a problem they were experiencing? What criteria can you put together that defines your ideal prospect or your ideal client? Then from there, you want to build a list of 20, and 20 is honestly just a number to reference. You could do 10, you could do 30, probably don't want to do 50 to start off with, but somewhere between 10, 20, 30 people to contact. So how do we find these people? Well, three strategies you could use, you could ask for referrals. If you have a list of the best clients you've worked with in the past, you could reach out to them and say, who do you recommend that's similar to you that I should work with next? You could prospect on LinkedIn. If you know the industry and the company size of the type of companies you work with, you could search on LinkedIn and say, well, let me find other similar companies either in my area or elsewhere that would be great for me to contact. You could also do large-scale research on your industry. What happens if you spend 20, 30, 50 minutes Googling around to identify different firms? What happens if you start Googling around to see if there's a definitive list of the top 100 or top 1,000 firms of this type in your industry? So you find these people by doing a research-based prospecting method and then qualifying them based on how close they are to your dream prospects and dream clients. Do they seem similar? If so, great. 
outreach to them? Do they seem kind of not quite there yet? Hey, set them aside and maybe they'll change or maybe your criteria will change and you could outreach to them later. So what exactly should you say to them in your outreach emails? Well, first and foremost, because this is a cold form of outreach, you're contacting people who might not yet have heard of you, your goal is simply to assess if they're experiencing the problem that you solve. That is the primary question you want answered. We can think of this as a uh, decision tree, and we're reaching a point where we're asking that person with you-focused language, hey, are you experiencing this problem? If they are, excellent. That means they're a candidate. That means there's somebody we should continue following up with. That's somebody we should engage in a conversation with. We want to move that conversation forward. If they are not, wonderful. We've learned that they are not an ideal fit. They are not the person we need to be talking to. They are not experiencing the problem we solve. They are not looking for the outcome we provide. Remove them from the outreach list. Getting a no back is just as valuable as getting a yes back. So if our goal is to assess if they're, access, if they're experiencing the problem that we solve, then we want to focus that initial conversation on being helpful and providing value for them around that problem, educating them about the problem, asking them, are you experiencing this problem? Asking them if they need help solving that problem. So if we send these emails and they don't respond, what do we do then? Well, we send follow-up emails, ideally value-added follow-up, follow-up emails that add more information about the problem that we solve, the social proof that we or our company or our firm has, and the problem that they'll be experiencing if they don't solve this problem. We want to educate them, add more information to them through our follow-up emails about the situation they may be experiencing and how we may be able to help, or even beyond how we may be able to help, how their firm will benefit by solving this problem, be it by working with us or working with another company. So if they don't respond, we send follow-up emails. My personal rule of thumb uh, if this is somebody who you're contacting for the first time and they have not responded to any of your follow-up emails, stop following up after email four to six, four to seven. It depends based on your campaign, but that I think is a good rule of thumb to follow when you're starting with a follow-up. Send four emails and then discontinue if you haven't heard back. So what do you do if they do respond, if you do hear back? Well, then you want to engage in a conversation with them. And we can think of that conversation again as a qualifying criteria to work with them or for them to work with you. If they respond back and say, I am experiencing that problem. Well, hey, that's wonderful. What other criteria are there that make somebody your dream client? Now that you've heard back from this person, it's time to engage in a short conversation over email, using short emails, asking quick questions to better understand, well, are they experiencing the problem that you're an expert at solving? Are they experiencing these symptoms? Are they experiencing uh, these issues? Are they looking for these outcomes? If they aren't and they aren't a match, okay, great. You've identified that. You're able to save them time. You could say, hey, you know what? Doesn't look like you're having that problem. Uh, uh, thanks so much. Good luck and move forward from there. Uh, uh, alternatively, if they respond back positively, well, now you have a qualified prospect on your hands. You have somebody who has raised their hand and said, yes, I am experiencing this problem, looking for this outcome, and looking for somebody to help with it. How could you help me? So we've identified these 20 people. We've started to contact them. We've waited for them to respond. We followed up if they haven't responded. If they do respond, we engage in a conversation with them. What are we supposed to do once we contact these initial 20 and we're following up with them? Well, I say identify, qualify, and contact 
20 more. There's no reason why you can't systematically and periodically, either on an every other week or a monthly or an every other month cadence, add another 20 or 30 people to this Dream 20 outreach method. Be continually prospecting and identifying companies that match your criteria in your profile for an ideal client to work with, and then move them into your outreach methodology, your outreach process, sending them an email to see if they're an ideal fit, if they're experiencing this problem, and then following up with them. By just following this process, contacting 20 new people each month, 20 people who you believe are qualified dream prospects for your company, over a year, you're reaching out to over 200 potential people for your business. And again, looping back to what I said at the start, I think one of the major factors or even the major factor we could influence when it comes to getting more clients for our business is setting up more meetings with qualified prospects who could become great clients for our business. And the best way to do that identify people who could become great clients, reach out to them, educate them, see if they're experiencing the problem we solve. And if they are, move them down the path of becoming a great client. If they are not experiencing that problem, set them aside, follow up with them later, check in with them often, still maintain and nourish that relationship, but focus the majority of your attention on other dream prospects who could be better clients for you down the line. So, This has been another episode of Get More Clients. Uh, We talked a bit about Dream 20 Outreach, and I just want to once again say, if you have any questions about freelancing, consulting, or running an independent business, or if there's anything I said here that you'd like me to elaborate on, or you think I got wrong, or you think could be better clarified, please either write in. You can email me at kaiatkaidavis.com. That's K-A-I at K-A-I-D-A-V-I-S.com. Or if you're based in the U.S., you could go ahead and call in with your voicemail message. That number for you is 1-541-204-1204. Once again, that number, 1-541-204-1204. And I'll see you tomorrow for another episode of Get More Clients.